Hey guys, and welcome back to the Chicken Nuggets podcast on DenverStiffs.com. I'm your host, Jenna Garcia. Of course, you can follow me and all of my work at DenverStiffs.com or at DenverStiffs on Twitter and Instagram, and of course, my personal account at VitaVivaDiva. Today, the Nuggets just got done winning a big game against Detroit. Big in the sense that it was a big win for them because they were able to work out some big kinks. We will get into it all, but today we have a co-host, and I'm pretty excited because on the Chicken Nuggets, the only co-hosts that I'm willing to have are chicks. And today, Kendra from The Athletic will be joining us. Kendra? Hello. I'm so excited you're here. I'm happy to be a part of the Chicken Nuggets. Yes. All chicks. (laughs) All chicks. Gotta represent. That's right. (laughs) Kendra, why don't you just tell us what you've been working on lately and what you're kind of working on to come out soon? Been working on some nugget stories, of course. Um, wrote about Jordan McRae, who's a new member of the Nuggets, who's been a topic of conversation these past couple games. I don't yeah. know if anyone saw because I didn't even see it. I kind of heard it after the fact that there was some what heated were we doing? <laughs> I, I think we were checked out. We're like, there are 30 the seconds left. Over. We weren't he, paying attention. No, he got a little into it with Coach Malone over some minutes. He was playing. Right. Like, garbage he got time. Pulled got last... pulled in garbage time. Um, and I talked to him before that just about, you know, coming to Denver from being Bradley Beal's backup. And right. now he's playing in garbage time and getting pulled from garbage time so super frustrating super frustrating working on that tonight uh after this i'll be working on something about the nuggets bench played jeremy grant got a career high 29 points tonight michael porter seems to be getting his groove back since his injury so just the bench hit 60 tonight yeah 60 the starters only had 55 that's a big thing for the bench to just finally find their groove and obviously malone um Mm. we're going to talk about kind of how he's been trying to stagger those units a little bit better, hopefully. Um, but tell us something weird about you first. About, oh my gosh. Because you're new to Nuggets. Like, I am. You guys have no idea. Before we get okay. into this, I was Ooh. so excited yes. that there was another girl I know, we like clicked. <laughs> I was actually, I remember the first time I talked to Jenna, You. it was, well, first Nick O'Hare, the PR guy, introduced me oh, to like yeah. everyone at one of the practices like in the summer. It was like um, one of the... Uh, Preseason or pre-season, something? Preseason, like yeah. pre-draft workouts. Oh, yeah. And then I remember at Jeremy Grant's introductory press conference. Yeah. And you sat next to me, and I was like, oh, my gosh, a friend. <laughs> yes, I know. It's so much nicer, honestly, you guys. Like, there's so many situations where uh, that we get to just talk about and where last year I felt so alone, especially, mm-hmm. like, that uh, the moment Kobe died and yeah. passed away, that finding that information out, mm-hmm. knowing uh, Kobe's past and everything. It was a moment for a woman, like – you kind of have to like think, yeah. not think twice, obviously in the morning, but think about like the whole person because yeah. it did affect, he did affect women in that way. And that was honestly nice to have another woman there just to like talk it out and figure it out. And obviously we both were like in tears. We're both right. like, basketball has been a big part of your life, a big part of my life. Yeah. Um, so I'm so glad to have you on. Happy to be here. <laughs> uh, Kendra and I are going to be playing a little game with you guys and Hopefully, we continue to play it for the rest of Chicken Nuggets, like, <laughs> history, history. Yes. <laughs> because it's just kind of funny, but we love the announcer. You did a story yes. on him, didn't you? I did, on Kyle Speller. Yes. Like, 15 season with the team. If you know, if you've been to yeah. the Pepsi Center, you, you know Kyle the Nuggets Speller's, game. like, voice, right? Yeah, it's booming. <laughs> it's, yeah, he has, like, a very particular voice, and he has some of the most consistent phrases yes. when... Um, Anyone scores or... 
Yeah, everything. There's just like everything. you guys know Gary Harris, exactly things like that that Kyle does and leads in Pepsi Center. So we are gonna play. How many of those can we insert into this chicken nuggets yes. episode? <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be really fun. We're also gonna play a game after our very very favorite pop artist. I don't know if she's your favorite, but she was definitely I enjoy her. iconic. I actually took a I did a spin class the other day that was themed to Britney Spears. Ooh, that'd be so, so much fun. So it was all Britney songs. Yes. It was pretty awesome. Guys that listen to this are like, spin? What yeah. The heck? You could pick up some hot chicks at spin, yes. okay? So don't dog on spin yeah. class. <laughs> With really big legs, you know, they're strong-legged yeah. women. Come on, don't dog on spin, guys. So we're gonna play Whoops, They Did It Again. Nugget style. Um, I'll go first. Okay. Whoops. Malone did it again. Rage timeout. Only this time he rage timed out and called a rage challenge yes. for the first time. Uh, that's totally in Malone's repertoire. He loves to, he's so emotional and like into the game. I love him and sometimes it works against him, but that was a whoops, he did it again yeah. moment. And it was sure. in like the first quarter. Too. It, was, it was like six minutes. <laughs> So early. It was it was on it was for Nicole Jokic and it was gonna be his second foul and he won the challenge. Yeah, which is good. It was so early in the game. I think he just thought like this isn't gonna be one of those close games at the end where I'll right. need it. And he didn't want Nicola to go into the second quarter with like a bunch of fouls or in foul yeah. trouble at some point. Although, like who cares? Why did Nicole even play tonight? <laughs> like it's the the he in the fourth quarter. Him. We're like Right. Why is he in with five minutes left in the fourth quarter? That's a whoops. He did it again. Too. It is. We'll get that. Well, that you stole mine. <laughs> Sorry, That's you what I was going to say. Right into it. it Transitioned was... right into it. <laughs> whoops. Malone also did this again. He played his starters until the fourth, the quarter. F- middle of the fourth quarter. Uh, I think like more than halfway through the fourth quarter. Nicola, uh, Gary, uh, Jamal, and Will were all on the floor with Jeremy Grant. Right, and, and the Nuggets are already up at that point by so much like yeah. it's like why do you even care why are we still playing them yes but i'm glad he went with jeremy grant wrote him through the fourth or whatever yeah at least he did that and left him in even after starters checked out but mm-hmm. i was like what's going on but that's so malone it's, it is the, it is the right. nuggets are really kind He's, of a team that does like have yeah. patterns and like likes to stick to who they are and that's something Malone will do. He's he consistent. Play. Yeah, he's at least consistent, he's consistent in that. <laughs> um, let's see. Another whoops, he did it again. Uh, Jamal playing all out yep. in a game that really didn't <laughs> matter at all. Like, rest your body, Jamal. Like, just chill. It's that's okay. so funny. I know. He, I mean, that's Murray mentality. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> the blue era. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Jamal playing all out. He played really good defense. I was impressed with his defense in this game, although it's like, and I wanted to ask him, but they really cut his interview kind of short post game. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to ask him, like, if that was his mindset for tonight's game. Like, hey, right. I know other people are going to get to the rim and stuff. Because he was really being more of a playmaker in this yeah. game. He only facilitating. had 11. He had, I don't know, I, know, anymore. I think he ended up with 19 at the end okay. or something like that. Um, we've written all over our stat sheets in preparation for this podcast, or at least I did. 16 yeah. points. Yeah. Eight assists, five rebounds. A really good game from him. It was good. It was good to see him do... I mean, he's been... Since he got back from his injury, he's been playing, I think, his best basketball. Like, that's the Jamal Murray that the Nuggets... When they signed him to his extension this past summer, that's who they signed. Right. This guy who has been putting up ridiculous numbers. And tonight, I think it was so nice to to see him facilitate and do Mm -hmm. other things. And 
I think part of it is that when he, everyone was saying, like, you need to score, you need to shoot more threes, you need Mm -hmm. to be 50, 40, 90, like all these things. And I honestly think that getting hurt really helped him because it allowed him to sit on the bench, watch the game, and say, okay, yeah, sure, I need to put up points. But if there are other guys who are hot, like Jeremy Grant tonight was going off, if there are other guys who are scoring, these are the different ways I can help the team right. that they need me when someone else is scoring the ball. He also had a birthday. He did. Not 23. that turning 23 endows you with much more <laughs> maturity, but it did, maybe he became a little more mature because honestly, like, I think it's a moment where, you know, everyone, when you're a little kid, you want to be the star of the team. Yeah. And the star is always the guy who scores a lot, right? Yeah. But Jamal has passed the moment where he's like, I can be the guy that scores a lot to... Or I could be the second most important guy on this team because I facilitate and score. I do more than just bring scoring. And if you, uh, I mean, one thing we talked a lot about in post-game interviews was about how Gary's been struggling Mm -hmm. and Malone really doesn't want any more headlines. He straight up said, I hope we don't have any more Gary Harris uh, headlines about him struggling or whatever. But um, Jamal said it in his interview too, just that like he always counts on Gary and I think mm-hmm. it's because Gary does more on the floor it's mm-hmm. he they always have confidence in him because he does more totally. than just score yeah that's something Jamal can learn from and maybe maybe he matured a little bit at 23 yeah maybe you can say that <laughs> totally totally are there any more whoops they did it again that you have I, I have one more uh coach Malone has like I think for the entire season uh has been saying um I need to leave a starter in with the bench unit. Yes. And there's been cases where he hasn't, like against Oklahoma City, that game that they lost their first game back from All-Star break. It yeah. was, as he calls it, the the hockey right, right. switch the out. The full, five. all five starters come out, all five bench players come in. And they got destroyed right. against OKC secondary unit. And um, that was something that they didn't do tonight. <laughs> yes, <we> they, <laughs> Sorry, someone walked in. But as I was saying, like, tonight you you almost always saw, like, Nicola or Jamal or Will on the floor with that second unit because they needed a, quote, as they put it, like, hot body on the floor. Someone who's sure. already warm. Someone who, you know, that is just been out there and is warm and can kind of command the floor and command that unit. Right. And I think that he's been saying that that's what he needs to do for so long. And he finally listened to himself. Right. Thank you, Malone. Well, last game, last game in this game. That's yeah. why it's a whoopsie. He did it again. Exactly. He barely did he it twice. barely did it twice. <laughs> and I think he's like, okay, yeah, the results are really good. Hopefully. Look he how good that. our bench unit is. And I mean, I think tonight, especially, I think we said that Jamal finished with 16 points. Right. Nicola, how much did Nicola finish Nicola with? Nicola finished with 16. With 16, 16 as well. So it's so, I think it's so important for this team, especially as they approach the playoffs, to not need those guys to put up 20 plus yeah. each night. They can have put up, still put up double digits and have a really solid game, but right. it's not just dependent on them. They got Jeremy Grant going. Michael Porter seems to be finding... His rhythm. Uh, finding a rhythm. The other bench players, you know, they played well. Yeah. And I think that that's like, you know, I think Michael Malone said this. He says, you need to have your great players like Nicole and Jamal, but you also need to have those other guys to step right. up and give them a break. That's such a Malone thing to say, honestly. <laughs> like, he loves those kind of players. Like, the Mason Plumbers oh, of that's this world, the Monte Morrises <laughs> of this world that, like, totally. grind hard every game, no matter what, get you 10, 11 yeah. points. But, like, it is. it is. It's so essential for this team. And last year in the playoffs, they got bogged down by the two-man game just mm-hmm. too much. 
too much yeah. two-man game. It was so effective, but, like, if it wasn't... It if was the only thing out, that they were doing. Yeah. yeah, and it was the only thing that they were really producing. So then, you know, you, you definitely want to see guys like Michael Porter Jr. had 13 tonight. He finally mm-hmm. found his rhythm, like you said. He said it post-game, too. I thought it was interesting that he said he wanted to not have to have a starter on the floor. He wanted, like, the yeah, second unit he wants to, to get to the point where they don't need that. Where they have their own leader is what he was saying, which, which I understand what he totally. means. I think, like, yeah, that's an important thing, too, to not always need one. that. Yeah. I think, like, maybe earlier in the game, you know, when that they first start to trickle in, okay, have mm-hmm. one here, one there, and then maybe have just... Because I feel like Monte is kind of that bridge. So maybe have Monte right. in there There's with a couple the starters. Bridge guys. Yeah. Have the, you know... But then you you would want them to be able to, like, okay, we had our bridge guys, and maybe we have like one minute, 30 seconds trickling out, out, which is just all secondary, without them at the very least not giving up the lead. Right. Right. Totally. Okay. We're going to come back after the break with another game for you guys. It's a little crazier. (laughs) We haven't used any phrases yet. I know. I really noticed that too. (laughs) Um, We didn't say with the jam. Yeah, we didn't say anything. Oh, jam. You guys don't know that one? (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're back after the break. We're going to play this really fun game. Now, this game does not have to just be Nuggets players. So <laughs> think oh, all man. NBA because I'll toss you one, you'll really toss me stressful. one, okay? okay? But the game is, Uh-oh. you guys know the game, you know, F, Mary, kill. Yeah. Putting a spin on it. We're putting a spin on it because we're not going to tell you who we would want to do no, that with, obviously. Because uh, we're women in a male-dominated sport, so yeah. come on, please. But we are going to play fangirl bench build, so... Who would you, would you fangirl the guy, would you bench the guy, or would you build around the guy? Yeah. My first one for you. Oh, boy. Do you want it to be a Nuggets player or not Nuggets player? I don't care. Throw me anything. Jimmy Butler. Oh, man. That's a hard, you thought about this. I, a little bit. A little bit, for <laughs> I sure. I haven't. <laughs> um, that's fair. Do you want me to tell you what I think I would do? Sure. I think you definitely build around Jimmy Butler. I know that his stats don't always say that on the court, but he... Because he's, like, more of a defensive guy. But for whatever reason, if you have the right guys around him, it's working for him in in Miami. Mm -hmm. So as crazy as that might sound, because there's, like, three teams who chose not to build (laughs) around him last year, I'm still going to say I still believe in Jimmy Butler. He's a a Malone kind of guy, in my opinion. Like, he works hard. He grinds every game. He plays defense. That's Malone style. I don't know. My brain is definitely Malone. I like it. I mean, I think it's hard. I, I would I would probably say build too, but like I'm in a middle of like I don't think someone should bench him. What's the other option? Oh, but I'm not necessarily like a fan of him. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm not just be like, oh like I really yeah. I'm a huge fan of Jimmy Beller, because I'm not like he's, Sure, so he's you're good. not fangirling. No, but I don't think that we should bench him. bench him and like kick him out because he's sure. good. So I guess that makes me but you wouldn't six-man yeah. him either. I don't, yeah. Okay, so Bill. Yeah, it's like, it's hard. I always have a hard time because I always think about, like, personalities, too. Yeah. And, like, he's been really successful in some places, and his personality has, at least from what I've read and heard, his sure, personality yeah. has, like, oh, that's really good for the team. And then other places, it's like, oh, he's kind of a diva and yeah. kind of a douche. Yeah, have you interviewed Jimmy at all? I've ne- No. Me either. He's on my list of, like, yeah. it's, like, him and Giannis who are 
pretty big names that I haven't interviewed yeah. yet. I feel like Giannis would be nice, though. Yeah. For, yeah. But, okay. <laughs> Sidebar. Okay. Giannis's voice is, like, doesn't match his face, right? Like, anybody else out there feel that way? Like, I just feel like, I, I thought his voice was going to be, like, like, a Greek god, you know? Like, deep. What is it instead? It's, it's a little higher pitch than I thought it would be. <laughs> okay, I'll pay more attention to him next time. <laughs> Sidebar, sorry. Oh, okay, man, now I have guy. to think of one. All you have to do is throw a name out. I know, but this is high pressure. I'm really bad at thinking of things on the <laughs> spot. Um, so you might have to throw another one at me. Okay. But I'm going to keep thinking. Think of another one. I'm this thinking. one is going to be... Ooh. This is going to be a Nuggets player. Okay. I'm ready. MPJ. It's tough. It is tough. You can think about MPJ like future right too. i would say yes you build i would sorry yeah I just, <laughs> yes, yes i would build yes, yes. to which one <laughs> i would say build and i think okay looking at like the nuggets it they're in an interesting situation right yeah. because they're building around nikola Jokic, right but then you get a guy like mpj Mm-hmm. And like he's part of the building around Nicole Jokic, but in the future it could also be okay. We have Nicole Jokic. We built MPJ around Nicole Jokic. Who can sure. we build around MPJ? Who's around Nicole Jokic? Yeah. Right. So it's kind of right. this weird Stepping inception yeah. of who to build around. But okay, hypothetically, if we're on a team with no Nicole Jokic and it's just Michael Porter, right. I still think that you should build around, build him, around him because I think his offensive abilities are natural. I think he's like a really natural athlete. His defense, I mean, I think we all know that his defense could be picked up. It has improved sure. since he started, like since yeah. the start of the season. So who do you build around him? Who do you think you add around him? Defensive guys, big guys, trash picker-uppers, <laughs> you know, the kind I of guys like Clint Capella who can pick up on him <laughs> the missed shots that he makes or what? I think that you're gonna need you're de- you're gonna need to have some strong defensive players, and yeah. I also think that, I mean, he's not like a huge dude. He's mm-hmm. fine sized. He's like a medium. <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> he's like a medium sized player. So I think you're definitely gonna need some bigger. Yeah. Bodies. Yeah. I don't know. Now he's thin. Like, he's lanky. He's kind of KD ish. Yeah. In the, his bodybuilding. I at think least. like as he develops, because I think he's already a really good shooter, and yeah. his shot is just. It's the same every single time. It doesn't mm-hmm. waver. Like, there's some guys, like Tory Craig, when he shoots, his shot looks different almost every time. Yeah. And Michael Porter is a guy who's just always, like, reliable. Yeah. So I think that, okay, you have, like, he can probably expand his shooting. And so you probably want to add, like, a knockdown shooter around yeah. him. He yeah. has he has a, a range where he can finish. In, Michael Porter has a range sure. where he can finish inside and finish outside. This is kind of fun to think about who could you build around yeah. him. Like, what if Jimmy Butler was his defensive guy? So you got Jimmy. Interesting. What about, uh, I don't know, like, for some reason I think Spencer Dinwiddie would be cool alongside MPJ. Because he can kind of drive to the basket and create that way, but he could drive right. and dish too. Yeah. That would be, I don't know, like, I think MPJ is going to be the kind of guy that wants to take 90% of the shots on the court. Maybe. So maybe Jimmy Butler's not good right. with him on the court. I don't know. But it would be... I, I think if you're thinking team that you are building solely around MPJ, then that makes sense to go with Bill. Right. But 
I'm gonna go with fangirl. There you go. <laughs> because That's every fair. girl in the crowd tonight, there was a oh, girl who was so yelling, funny, yelling down to like another friend of hers, <laughs> and she's like, "Hey, can you get me number one signature?" And the guy like can't hear her. They're like probably 15 years right. old. And he's like, what? And they're just like having this huge interaction. The hot one. (laughs) The hot one. Number Number one. one. That was pretty funny. (laughs) It was pretty funny. It was good. So I would say probably most people fangirl at least. Because they only know him as the hot one. They don't even know his name. That's funny. At least they know his, you know, number, I guess. Okay. I I thought of one. You thought of one? Yes. Okay. Carl Anthony Towns. Ooh. Wow. Lots of connections to Jimmy Butler. (laughs) Lots of (laughs) connections. I honestly, like, I feel like you bench him. I bench him. I was thinking the same thing, honestly. I don't think that he has, like, a player you can build a whole franchise around. He's not a Nikola Jokic. I agree. He's not even a Joel Embiid, and that's me giving a lot of credit I don't (laughs) want to give to Joel Embiid. So that, like, I just don't, I don't see it there. I think that he's, like, a good number two. Right. I think it's, like... He'd be a great six man. The proof is kind of in the pudding too, right? Like, yeah. The, I mean, how long? When was he drafted? Like he's been in the league. He's I mean, he's not like a vet or anything, but no. he's been around for right. a bit. And it's like they can't seem to. Maybe, maybe it's the Timberwolves front office who just can't seem to get the right maybe. players <laughs> to compliment. Yeah, maybe. But like, they haven't been able to find those guys who compliment him. It's like, okay, you had Andrew Wiggins. You got rid of Andrew Wiggins. You had someone else. You got rid of them. It's like, it's it's becoming like, they, they just can't seem to find the people who compliment him the way that they want to build something around him. So maybe he's not the right person you should be building around. Right. So weird. I went to look up like when he was drafted and they say he's Dominican. I actually think I knew that. He's Did a little you? Dominican. I think I so. Didn't know that. I think they I say, that. so like if, for whatever reason, my phone switched to Spanish just now, and it's telling me my all stats in Spanish, and it says La Selección, which is like this, if you were playing for like what country you would play for, right? Repub- uh, Dominican Republic. I had no idea. Making five point seven mil. Interesting. In two thousand sixteen, he made five point seven mil. I guess yeah. he's probably making more now. I uh, yeah, I say bench him too. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out on him. Okay, what about? Or do you have a Nuggets player you want to? Um, you can ask me, and I'll think about that. Okay. I'm trying to think too. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, I got one. Okay, Kuzma. Uh, no, <laughs> Kyle Kuzma. Uh, like, oh gosh, <laughs> Kuz is cool. Like, he's I got have, great fashion. I have, like, can I just none of you? Like, I don't know. You don't want a fangirl bench I don't, I don't or fan. <laughs> I guess. I don't even know if fan, fan or bench means, like we're right. like, particularly fanning yeah, them, but it's maybe like, like a fangirl where I'm like, like I don't want to bench you, but I'm not going to build a franchise around you. I think you're you're fine. You're fine, fine as player. a starter. Yeah, <laughs> I would definitely bench him. Like I don't know what fan. I guess we should have defined fangirl. Maybe it's it okay. means like I feel like it means like I don't even. Know. I don't know. Like you just. Um, a fan of them, even though yeah, they're then not I guess, necessarily. Then I guess Ben, because I'm not really a fan of sure his. his game. Yeah, yeah. Or if you're just a fan of their game, even though they're not great. Well, it's know, just one of them. Like I didn't expect him to be doing what he's right. Doing. He's having a really weird year. Yeah, not that he was having a great year last year, right? But it was better than this. Yeah, but he plays for the Lakers, so plus his everyone I'm knows sorry. him. His hair is just. <laughs> 
Okay, this everyone must, on the Lakers. This might be so mean though, but I'm like, and I apologize if this is mean <laughs> to Kyle Kuzma. I really sincerely apologize. But so I was watching Kobe's memorial on ESPN the other day. Yeah. Um, and they were showing people in the crowd, and they showed Kyle Kuzma, but he was wearing sunglasses. So could they all were wearing sunglasses. Yeah. Why were they doing but that? But I thought it was a woman. Oh, no. <laughs> With his blonde hair. And I was like, yeah. oh, is she like a WNBA player or right, something right. like that? Right, right. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, why is that offensive? Sorry. Being a woman He's, is awesome. I mean, it is. <laughs> it is. But I was like, and then I had to double take. I'm like, oh, that's Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. I, okay. Good for you, man. Good for you. Dude, I was going to ask you <laughs> if you noticed that all of them were wearing glasses. I, I did. Was like, I, I think, think they were, I think they're crying. Yeah. I think they didn't want to. But that makes me bummed out a little bit in them. Like, I get I, you don't want everyone to see that you're crying and stuff. But, but everyone like, knows. And I, also like. It's 2020. It's a, Men yeah. have feelings. Hey, we know I that. appreciate <laughs> Michael Jordan um, crying his crying eyes and out. acknowledging <laughs> the crying <laughs> meme. He literally said, that will be look what Kobe got me to do. I'm going to be stuck with another crying meme for three to four years. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I love it. Yeah, was he awesome. was funny. I did get to see his piece. I just didn't couldn't like get myself to sit in front of the tv and watch it like i had it on mute and i even when vanessa came up i still like was tearing up on mute didn't understand how okay so beyonce opened the memorial right and she sang her song exo which she said was kobe's favorite and then she also sang halo and i did not know how she didn't i was crying right i'm like how are you not crying yeah i would be like falling falling yeah yeah. Okay, before anyway. we close out, that was fun. Fangirl, Bench, Bill, do you want one more? Do you want a chance? I'm good. No? I'm good. <laughs> I just wanted to ask you, like, if you had heard about, um, and if you hadn't, we can just cut this out. But okay. <laughs> have you heard um, Dwayne's, Dwayne Wade came out talking about his daughter? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that that's a really cool topic for us to touch on because I don't think a lot of guys really want to even have yeah. this conversation, unfortunately. Yeah. But what did you think about the situation? I mean, did, what yeah. did you think? I think it's so awesome. Yeah. I think one of my favorite things about the NBA and looking around at the other pro sports is like I think the NBA is by far the most progressive yeah. uh, like professional sports league. And I think that that was one area that's highlighted. Like I don't know how – a football player would have dealt. And then, and that's that. like kind sure. of generali- uh, generalizing football players that I don't mean to do that. Well, but in, a, in a sense, they've never, I mean, none of them never have ever done it. Deal with that. And right. I think so. I And just kind of seeing how he handled it and yeah, it was cool. Admitting like we, we don't know any, like right. everything about this right. and him and his wife, Gabrielle Union, like we, this, like, we never experienced this before. Sure. Like, his children never experienced before. How can we educate ourselves? And I think that that's such an important thing that a lot of people who, like, that's just not something we really talk about. And, right. like, it's not something we educate ourselves on. And it's okay totally. to admit that you don't know. Especially, and, yeah. like, I'm not a parent. That was probably a pretty powerful like, part of it. Yeah. Like, it's him like, admitting that he doesn't know. And, like, I think that that's such an important part, because I feel like a lot of people who are dismissive of the transgender community, yeah. it, and yeah. people who are accepting the transgender community, we're just not educated on that area as much sure. as we should be, like, of how prevalent it is now in our society. And so, for him to admit, like, it's okay not to know, I'm gonna learn 
Yeah. And, and I'm still going to like love this my kid. And still love my kid. Exactly. Right. Like, I think that was so important. I did too. It just moved me quite a bit. And I wanted to bring it up just to wrap up the pod. If you haven't heard about this, you guys like go research it. It's actually a really cool thing that he did. And I think it's going to open doors because I mean, Kendra, you covered sports at Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Did you ever cover a player that you thought an athlete that you thought maybe had been gay or no yeah I don't think I think most athletes in my time too like I feel like most athletes I know like don't yeah I don't know they don't act that I don't know how like how they would with their children though I think because it's like especially when you have like a boy like okay I'm NBA player great NBA player like Dwayne Wade you have a kid one of them's there who's you know gonna go on to do great things I have another boy and it's like okay well he's expected to be this this other thing yeah NBA player he's he's Dwayne Wade's kid and it's like and I think I mean it kind of reminds me of like Magic Johnson because his son is very flamboyantly gay and Magic Johnson is one of the great he's he's Magic Johnson magic and he the way he's just so supportive of yeah he's my kid and that's who he is yeah awesome like he's not me I don't right. want him to be me. I want him to be his him. own person. Right. And if in Dwayne Wade's case, if that is identifying as female, cool. Yeah. No, honestly, it just feels like it could be opening doors for the next step, which is and my biggest question that I've had in my time covering sports is like, Ben, like, when are we going to cover a player who's admittedly, like, openly gay? Yeah. And I cover, I mean, I do baseball and basketball and you're doing basketball, and you did all sports mm-hmm. at Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. But I just want to know, like, when? Yeah. When are we going to reach I that th- point? Because it's not like there haven't been. Yeah. I think it's, like, and I think it's so important that it almost, that it's Dwayne Wade's kid and not Dwayne Wade, because I think for something like that, it has to start at sure. a child's level yeah. when they're signing up for these sports. Because if you're in middle school or high school and you're gay and you're nervous about joining such mm-hmm. a testosterone filled environment that okay maybe they're going to judge me yeah. if you see nba players supporting children who are part of the lgbtq community mm-hmm. then hopefully that can encourage like those aau teams or those high school teams that right you know might might not be as accepting now like start accepting that so that kids feel more comfortable to be out and to be open and then then they'll go to college and have that same environment and then they'll be able to go to the pro level and right I really hope it does open up doors in that sense and and in the same way too like I hope it opens up doors for players to feel like they could honestly just be themselves and like know that we know you're human like you still have tear ducts you can cry at Kobe's funeral like we're all sad and you guys actually know him as a person so please feel free to cry no one's going to judge you because you cried you're not less manly because you cried and in that same sense too like Gary Harris talking tonight about his slump and he's just always brushing it off Mm -hmm. and saying you know how confident he is but Nikola Jokic on the other hand says you know what it's okay to struggle yeah it's okay it is and you see other players you know um Kevin Love and other players talking about, like, yeah, I struggle with mental health. I really, like, love the way it's trending, at least. And I just thought with Dwayne Wade's – we were talking, Kendra and I Mm -hmm. had talked a lot about what it meant for Dwayne Wade to be retiring his jersey this year and that he was really iconic to both of us and all of us. I mean, here at Pepsi, we're all, like, fangirling over Dwayne – fangirl hard for Dwayne Wade. Um, But I thought that that was the biggest part of 
like what yes like retiring his jersey was really cool and everything that happened but the biggest part to me was like that's his biggest legacy to okay. come for sure so thanks for coming on happy to be here yes tell everybody where they can follow you where they can subscribe to yes. your stuff please go subscribe on the athletic denver um we also have me and my coworker nick cosmider also have a podcast rainbow skyline so if you subscribe to our writing you get the podcast if you subscribe to the podcast you get our writing and Ooh. everything else from the athletic basketball yeah. football baseball soccer premier league soccer everything um and you can find me on twitter at kendra two underscores andrews because by the time i got on twitter the other one was taken. Oh, you're so young. You're so young. <laughs> Rubbed in our face. Kendra, thank you for coming on. And you guys know where to follow me at Vita Viva Diva on DenverStiffs.com everywhere. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Chicken Nuggets podcast, guys. We'll be back soon. Stop it. Don't like that. What are you doing, Dragons? Let's go.